question everything. Finally got it to work. <laughs> Season four. You know what I call this one, Cynic? Brett Favre. You know what I call it, Brett Favre? No, I'm dying to know, actually. Because Brett Favre wore number four for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, it's your little... What do they call that? I don't know. Whatever. It's your little thing you used to remember. But the reason I say Brett Favre is because in Something About Mary, he was in that movie. Oh, you that's remember right. Something About Mary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way you write his name is F-A-V-R-E, mm-hmm. which is not the way you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. So here in the movie, he'll go like Brett Favre. 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 <laughs> hey, it's already, well, this won't be in their ear till the 28th, but we're recording this on the 23rd. Uh, we're officially in June, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, you mean by the time they hear this? Because I was going to say it's the 23rd, but for them, it'll be the 28th. But the point of that is that we're, it's officially like, that's it, it's here. Halfway through the year. We just said Happy New Year uh, <laughs> last week, and we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a few days away from June. Like, half of 2021 is gone, almost, practically. Gemini gang. And, uh... Gang gang. What do you mean, Gemini gang? Well, not for me, on my <laughs> side. You're not, you're... <laughs> I won't say what you are, because you may want to keep that, you know? But you're not a Gemini, my friend. Can- you weren't lucky. Cancer crew. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to be born on the same day remember that was that was that uh was that what they were expecting that that's you, what they were predicting that you would be born the same day as you thank god i did it <laughs> i need my own day baby yeah tell me about it i would not i would not be having that bro <laughs> birthdays were tough enough because we had one cake with two names on it <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't, they didn't put our bigger brother's name in there, and his birthday was in July. <laughs> Slid that in there too. This for the, for the next three years. So uh, you mentioned earlier, just a minute or so ago, that by the time they hear this, um, it'll be the twenty eighth. I was also looking at something in the. There were a couple of headlines that caught my eye, and I realized uh, by the time they hear it, this probably not be really headlines. But right now, as we're recording. There you go. There's some crazy stuff happening, like within the last few hours. What do you got, man? Apparently, there was some ultra marathon going on in China. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you know, a regular marathon is, uh, what is it, 26 miles? This is a 60-mile race. 
um, and it was going on in China. I guess there was some sort of extremely cold weather that came in, and I apparently unexpected. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of it's not funny, but 21 people just died. 21 people who were taking part in that race died because of this cold weather. I mean, that's, I, I don't even know. It's like shocking, you know, it's like, really? How, how does that even happen? There was no plan for that. There was no contingency. Uh, I don't know. It was just really crazy. How do they allow that to still take place? People have the ability to die because of the weather. I mean, I, I don't know much about the race. I mean, if it's 60 miles, and it must be, you know. It's like an Ironman type thing. Yeah, probably up mountains and into valleys and who knows what. I guess I just didn't expect that it would be this cold. But, yeah, how does it happen is a good question. And then as I'm, like, just looking through, then I see that in Italy, a cable car, especially in the mountainous areas of Italy, you know, they have these cable cars. They take you from one area to another mm-hmm, kind of like you have them over there too i guess in certain states we have them in disney yeah i guess you have them yeah apparently a cable car fell and that also that killed 12 people what the fuck yeah exactly if a cable car near lake maggiore apparently on the side of a mountain fell you know when you're on those things something in the back of your head is always like what if this shit falls right now just like when you're on a plane it's yeah inevitable. but then like reality comes back and you're like ah, you know this thing is safe you can see that it's safe they're, they're inspecting these things get inspected this shit fell i don't know how it oh my fell gosh, i see it but 12 people at least as of right now uh lost their lives a little somber way to start the episode but hey <laughs> it's the news that's happening today nonetheless Cynic. well yeah. rest in peace to those individuals yeah yeah that yeah sucks, i mean I know it's a bit different. Like we don't usually start the episode like that, but but here's my thing, man. Keeping these motherfuckers on their toes is what we do. So if we're gonna start a little, hey ho ha, <laughs> you never know. Stay right, stay ready. Rest in peace to those cats, man. Yes, sir. What else we got? What else we got this week? We got uh, we got a fun fact. Oh, before we get into fun fact, June nineteenth, guys. What is that? Juneteenth. <laughs> um, not only is it Juneteenth, but it's the day that my band. Contra will be performing our live stream. It's going to be at 8.30 p.m. The information will be on the uh, social media page. I'll actually post it on our, our No Stone page as well for anybody who doesn't follow my personal account. But, man, make sure you guys tune in because it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you guys are going to like what you hear. 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Yes. Yeah, so that for you, my makes friends. It, uh, let's see. Two. Two in the morning. for you. 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Sorry, Cynic. So for all the German listeners, set your alarm clocks. Make sure you wake <laughs> up and tune in. Hey, we would love that. If we can get some some love from Germany, that would be amazing, man. But yeah, tune in. It's going to be a lot of fun. All original music. I'm really excited, man. I think you guys are going to like it. So it should be fun. But enough about that. Let's get going, But That Cynic. was good. That's good that you mentioned that. Yeah, man. Let, let them know, man. Let them know. I think you got a little fun fact for us, don't you? I do. And this fun fact is actually kind of fun. <laughs> Since we started with a bit of a downer. <laughs> hey, man. 80 people just died. All right. Fun fact. Switching gears. <laughs> hey, so this fun fact, it's a gaming, so so video games. I don't know when was the last time you were playing video games. You probably don't play them so much anymore. But you know in any case. Rock band. 
Yeah, I remember when you used to rock Rock Band. I still have that, by the way. No, I, I played it like last week. No way. Because <laughs> I lost the game. I've always had the instruments. I had it for the 360 first, then I bought them again for the one. Now if you try to buy them, they're like 800 bucks. They're like taxing because they don't make them anymore. Mm. It's ridiculous. But I went ahead and I bought the game again. And since I had the instruments, I've been rocking, baby. Nice. I've been rocking. We're going to do a jam session when I'm there. Oh, yeah, we're definitely jamming. We're definitely jamming. So today, when you're playing a video game and you get stuck, right? In the game, like with with the game, like you don't know what to do next or where to go, or there's some you know confusing part or a boss you can't beat. You go on Google and you find out how to beat. Exactly, it. you go on Google and you search it, and you go basically the internet is 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 your lifeline there. But that wasn't always the case. Remember with Super Mario, we didn't have Google back then. Exactly, that's exactly where I'm going with that. So I love it. Nintendo, yeah. If any of you asshats don't know what Nintendo is. <laughs> That existed before <laughs> before PlayStation, <laughs> before PlayStation, and before Xbox. Nintendo's still around, dude. <laughs> yeah, but now it's like it's not like it used to be, right? Now they have what do they got? The Switch now, right? The Switch. Yeah, the Switch. My son we have has that, that. Too, baby. Yeah, you're gonna get a Mario Kart, son. Do they have any other game console game system? Nintendo. Oh man, I can tell you. Um, is the Cube still out? The Cube. Or am I like super off there? <laughs> I, no, because is I never. Is the Super Nintendo still out, Sonny? I never had that, so I didn't. While you look that up, I'll continue the story. People are gonna go be ahead, like, go "What ahead, the fuck are you guys talking about?" Okay, so before the days of the internet, whenever you got stuck playing a game like you know Super Mario Brothers or Zelda, Zelda was a big game we played. <laughs> yep. Nintendo actually had a hotline. <laughs> I don't know if you can no imagine way. that these days, but they had a hotline. The hotline was called. <laughs> I'm gonna send you also. A screenshot. The hotline was called the the power line. <laughs> was it a nine hundred number? It was a. You know what? Let me open it up and stop being such a amateur, so I can tell you exactly. And it seems like Nintendo Switch is the main thing that's out right now, bro. Yeah, yeah, that makes that sounds about right. Yeah, that's like their main console. So I'll just read this short bit here. Um, the power line tip hotline is what it was called their experts would dole out advice and secrets to players who got stuck on the trickiest parts of the nintendo entertainment system the hotline was based in the north american headquarters of nintendo somewhere in washington uh, in redmond washington outside of seattle not washington dc and they actually had a number it was 206-885-PLAY that was the number. It wasn't a 1-800 number. Um, but you could so you literally call that. <laughs> yeah, you probably had to pay. 1-800 seems is the only toll-free, right, number. That's yeah. Over there. So, yeah, so people would call there and get one-on-one instruction on how to defeat, like, a boss or how to navigate a challenging dungeon or whatever. How come we never knew about that freaking hotline, I was man. wondering the same thing. We always beat it. There's nothing that we didn't finish, not to my recollection, but... Nah, I I don't know, man. I don't know. Nah, it's because we didn't have like something like the internet, bro. Exactly my point. That would have been a long distance call. Privileged people knew about the hotline. We <laughs> <laughs> well, we say that, what I say you have to pay for it, remember, this was a time where there really were no cell phones. So if it wasn't a call that you were making locally... Something like a call to Washington, where was it, Washington or Seattle? Mm-hmm. Something like a call to Washington is considered a long-distance phone call, and your phone carrier was charging you per minute for the distance of the call. It's not like now where you can pick up your cell phone, and I can call New York, and it doesn't cost me anything additional because it's all in my plan, right? Back then, from a landline, you're calling a Washington number. 
that's going to be about maybe a $10 hit, depending on how long that phone call is. Yeah. Just to put, you know, this in perspective for people. Yeah, just so everyone is aware, this was in the 80s, okay? So we're clear. Yeah, when we say before internet and before cell phones, at least cell phones as we know them today, uh, they had people who worked to help players. They were called, what were they called? Some kind of counselors. Hold on. Geek Squad? <laughs> maybe they were the, the, uh, the first version of the Geek Squad. And nothing, nothing against geeks, man. I'm all about it. Mm, they were called gameplay counselors. Damn, <laughs> fancy name. And they got paid five dollars and fifty cents an hour. Fancy name. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I think only that, three dollars less than minimum wage right now. Yeah, that must have been pretty good for for those days. So that's your fun fact, man. I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting. I know some people won't care for it, but that's fine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Another reason why we started the segment, Cynic, for those nuggets. Yeah. I fucking yeah. love it. I was thinking about exactly that. Yeah, I remember last week you really enjoyed that one. Cool. So there it is. Fun fact. Uh, power line tip line from Nintendo back in the 80s. That brings me to this, and I want to change gears real quick, Cynic. There's a big discussion over here about people feeling like minimum wage should be increased. As an expat that's unaffected by this. Where would you land in that spectrum? Do you think that minimum wage needs to be increased? Or would you like to, for me to give me my opinion first as somebody who's in, in the fray and then you give yours? But I want to—I just want to bring this up real quick mm-hmm. because I think it's interesting. I think it should be spoken about. I, I have also an opinion about something probably along the same lines. Okay. Uh, I was talking to my wife about that yesterday, actually. So what is the current minimum wage there? Uh, uh, thank thank God I don't know, but let me look that up. <laughs> <laughs> thank God I can't tell you that. Uh, I think it's 825. And when we say minimum wage, we're talking about federal, right? Well, each state has a different has a different amount. The current federal minimum wage is $7.25. So what that means is that you can't get paid less than $7.25, but the state could always... Because you know every state has like their own rules, and it doesn't make sense because... The states have their own rules, but then the government trumps the state so they can go ahead and then say, well, no, you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But you can make up your own rules, that kind of thing. But yeah, so it seems like seven $7.25 is the federal minimum wage. Yeah, so I see that. We can't be under that. Hold, we can't be under that mark. I'm just reading something right here. It says, in the U.S., different states are able to set their own minimum wages independent of go. the federal government. When the state and federal minimum wage differ, the higher wage prevails. As of January 2018, there were 29 states with a minimum wage higher than the federal minimum. The federal minimum is the minimum for everyone. For everyone. And the states but your can state ch- could choose to to be higher. Yeah. Exactly. But not lower. That's what I was saying. Okay. Not okay, lower. Okay. 725 is the lowest you can go. Got it. But got if the it, state it. wants to say, well, in here in Florida, it's going to be 825, then okay, everybody here gets paid 825. So, so to your question, yeah, we, we just. Confirm that the minimum wage in the United States, as per the federal government, is $7.25. Here's the funny thing. The last time they raised it was 2009. So since 2009, it's been $7.25 an hour. We just said that these Nintendo guys got paid $5 and something cents back in the 80s, kid. Now, with that being said, do you think cost of living has gone up from the 80s to the current day? No, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's embarrassing, to be totally honest. It's, to, it's totally embarrassing. I mean, most states, well, I don't know if it's most, but they're apparently, states are free to uh, obviously raise their the minimum wage, right? We talked about that as well. So 
the gov the federal government says you can't pay anyone low less than seven twenty five, but an individual state can choose to say you can't pay people in working in this state any lower than nine nine dollars exactly or whatever. Yeah. So the question was, uh, what's my opinion on whether the minimum wage should be raised or not? Yes. Yeah, I mean that's 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 a no brainer, especially now that I saw that it hasn't been raised since two thousand nine. I, I I don't see, at least now, since you asked me the question, in this in these five minutes, I can't think of any good reason just to justify the minimum wage staying at seven twenty five an hour. I mean, we just talked about inflation, yeah, and the mm-hmm. cost of living. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my my take on it. I listen to me, my man. This is why me and you share the same DNA. <laughs> Because on major topics, I think we agree. It's it's freaking obvious, man. And some people's fear is like, oh, if you raise the minimum wage, then that carton of milk now becomes more expensive. And that loaf of bread becomes more expensive. And those eggs become more expensive. Because now people are getting paid more. Right? And I'm saying that that shouldn't be the case. <laughs> you know? Because if we raise those things, inflation, cost of living, if we raise those things then we're not really giving people a raise. We're just decreasing the value of the dollar. Now you need more of the dollar to buy something as simple as a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, it needs it needs to happen, but I think other things need to happen as well, like stopping inflation. We can't go backwards. We are where we are, right? We're not, from a business standpoint, there's no way they're going to say, all right, you know what? Gas is 12 cents again. <laughs> we know that's not reality. Mm-hmm. But let's stop it and let's give people an opportunity to earn more because we know that over the past 15, 20 years, inflation has happened. Things have gone up. Things are more expensive now, but people are still getting paid dirt. That's why they say that it's so hard for somebody to live in a city like Miami Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because Miami is so expensive. And the only way you can make it is if you have two jobs, you're doing bad things. Having having (laughs) lived there... I, I still am surprised at how people can afford the things they afford over there. My 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 it's ridiculous. My, I always default to they that people are just are just putting themselves into debt in order to be able to afford it. I don't know if that's what they're doing, but I don't understand any other way how they can afford to live in the houses that they live, drive the cars that they drive, with the kind of money that you earn over there. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean to to. You know, there's there's certain people out here doing it, you know, so but what is doing it? What is doing it? I don't know. We're talking about I say there's people out here that do make good money. Okay. You know, but if you're not one of those people, there are people out here posing like they make good money. (laughs) And those are the people falling in debt because that's what this is. It's it's a superficial place. Mm. It's the new L.A. And I've said it right. You know, L.A. was always known for plastic surgery and Botox and the palm trees and the sun. Miami has become that. Now plastic surgery has made its way down here where if you see a girl's ass, you got to ask your boy, is that real or fake? You know, I'm happy to report I'm an expert in the field, so <laughs> I'll always be able to let you know. But the, the point the point of the story is, is that it's, it's such a superficial place that you have both of those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's sad that, that the latter does happen, that people overextend themselves yeah, yeah, and put yeah. themselves into debt. That exists everywhere for sure, here included, I'm I'm guessing, in, in the sense that people... Uh, there are people who probably live beyond their means, but I think I don't think it's comparable here. I think the mindset is so different. I don't think it's even on the radar yet. Yeah, it's probably just yeah. a few people. But over there, I know it's really crazy. So if you're a person who's 
pretending, like you said, you know, you're also so, the phone. you're also someone who wants to. It only matters to you because you care about what other people are gonna think, right? It's the whole keeping up with the Joneses. So then that shit is plastered all over social media, and so everyone looks like they're living the fucking high life over there. And yeah, it's you know you know it can't be true, but of course you don't know what exactly is going on. So all you can do is say, well. Good luck to you. It's such a it's such a thing. It's such a known thing that there's there's something called Instagram versus reality. Because mm-hmm. it's known that people go online and it's a it's a front. It's a facade. So they'll show a picture, an Instagram worthy picture, but then they'll show another angle of it, which is cool because it's people being honest. But that's how much of a thing you know mm-hmm. that facade that that people hold up. So if there's any way that we can we can raise a minimum wage, but not say at the same time we're gonna make everything else more expensive then i think we should do it if not then leave it the way it is i did the, I w- i'm glad you, re- you 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 mentioned that again because i wanted to to say something about that i i don't know where that argument comes from but i i don't think it's that simple i don't think when you raise wages it automatically raises the cost of goods or goods and services. It doesn't. I don't think it's so. It's people taking advantage, though. So if if a if a business, if I'm the owner of a grocery store, and I know that now that people are getting paid more, little by little, I'm gonna start. It's not done overnight, and I'm not I'm not backing that. I'm just letting you know that viewpoint. It's not done overnight, but little by little, they start raising the prices because they know that people have more. Mm-hmm. And as a private owner, I can go ahead and I can do what the fuck I want to do. And eventually, it starts creeping up. Before you know it, you now you're paying two dollars more for something than than you did before yeah i mean that's that's the capitalist game i guess right so the 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 only answer to that well i say the only like i'm an economist but one answer to that is that you have to continuously adjust minimum wage You, you you have to because look even if you don't do minimum raise the minimum wage the prices go up right that's that's gonna happen for all kinds of reasons that are not nothing to do with with how much people earn so you have to adjust people's income anyway now if you adjust it and then some people start to try to take advantage of that well then you just have to adjust it more often but you can't just say we're we're not going to raise it ever (laughs) or every 30 years are we not now devaluing the dollar well i think that's the whole we could probably do a whole episode on that. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't want to even pretend to to understand the complexities of of economies, but I can say that there's a lot more going on that would devalue the dollar than mini- raising minimum wage. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot more, more, much more serious things being done by like the Federal Reserve or, you know, their economic policy that can contribute to really devaluing the dollar. Raising minimum wage, I don't, I can't imagine is would have such a, an impact on it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah sure. if I think about it logically, it could, of course, because I mean, just just as if an it assumption. Too frequently, I guess. Yeah, but you know, that brings me to some to a conversation I had with my wife yesterday, where I was talking about something that I heard in the news. What's going on over there right now? Mm-hmm. Um, with places opening up, right, and things supposedly going back to normal, there are a lot of employers who are saying that they can't find people to work for them. Yes, major issue. And they're saying that they can't because they're saying the government unemployment money and whatever corona aid people got, I don't know what you guys received, but apparently the money that people have been earning, not working, 
yeah, because they couldn't because Corona, because they got fired or whatever. It's like as either just as much as they earned when they were working or it's enough to cover their expenses. And so according to employers, some of them, they're saying this is the reason why they can't they can't hire people and it's affecting their ability to open up again. And so I had this conversation with my wife and I told her, you know, I know that there are a lot of perspectives on this, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't feel I can't help but feel like that argument that they're making is a totally perverse argument. Because what they're saying is you should stop giving people this help so that they're forced to come work for me so that I can pay them shit money. That's to me that's the argument and it's the wrong argument. If people are earning enough to live on unemployment, my friend, you need to pay them more. Because everyone knows you're not getting rich on unemployment. You want them to stop giving help so that they're forced to come accept your shit pay. And that that just left me like, yo, I can't even believe that this is being reported with a straight face or that the reporters are not challenging them. It's ridiculous. Cue the clapping, man. Cue the fucking clapping, bro. <laughs> that was well said, Cynic. I didn't even think of it that way, bro. For me, it was like, maybe people still don't feel comfortable going out yet. Mm. Yeah, some people are leeching, but maybe some people are still worried about potentially dying if they run into this virus. You don't no. know what it is, yeah. you know, but, you know, what service get paid is, is fucking is trash, bro. Mm-hmm. That's why when I have bad service, I feel bad for that person. Because if you give me bad service, I'm giving you 15%. You're lucky if you don't get 11. Mm-hmm. If you give me good service, I'll tip you 30. But my thing is, I know you get paid shit. I, it sucks that you hate your job so much that we're having this uncomfortable situation where i'm coming as a, as a client right but you're just <laughs> you're just hating life it sucks you know because i know you get paid dirt dude and this is you're not gonna make much here i don't know man the fact that that uh that people still get paid i think what two three dollars if you're a server and you got to make everything else up on tips it, it's bullshit man and those same restaurant people that are putting you know anuncios up putting up these signs because you see them everywhere down here you see them on social media help wanted or we close down because we don't have people you know they're like you said they're not thinking of increasing what they pay their people mm-hmm. they just want they just want to have their people under their thumb again so they can get rich mm-hmm. and uh it's an angle that i didn't even think of man so that's why i i applaud you for that because i think it's really cool that you brought that to the mic i guess when you're in it is different you know yeah i i'm sure that the like, of course, they're going to be a counter argument. I'm sure those business people are going to have some really good reason why that's not the case, why that why, you know, the way I'm thinking about it is wrong. But sorry, I, I don't I don't see it. You know, I don't see it. I'm sure if you um, put out a job advertisement for waiters or waitresses or whatever they're calling themselves these days, I don't know what the politically correct term is. Who cares? We don't mean it disrespectfully. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, you're, you're right. So if you put out a job advertisement for your, you know, restaurant and minimum wage is seven twenty five, well, federal. I don't know what the minimum wage is in Florida, but let's say, for example, it's ten. For example, and you put out a job advertisement, and you're gonna pay them fifteen bucks an hour. They're gonna come back to work for you, bro. I saw a McDonald's that had a eighteen dollars an hour, bro. What? Where is that? Beverly Hills? It was on it was on social media. <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't one local. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, on, just the way you said it, it made it sound like it, it, it was, was on it was on media. bullshit central. Because then I cause then I thought, man, was it fucking Photoshop? But it was <laughs> 
I don't think it was, bro. It looked like a banner. I'll post it. I'm gonna find it online. I'll, I'll post it was it on lightofme.com. <laughs> but that's got to be a manager position because <laughs> Joe Burger Flipper ain't gonna earn eighteen bucks. You're like, yeah, I'm moving back to the states. <laughs> I was just talking about paying these people well. And I'm like, yo, you're paying too much, son. You're paying too much. <laughs> yo, yo, I saw McDonald's get $100,000 a year for the dishwasher. What? Nah, bro. Nah, bro. That's too much. Oh, shit. See, here's a caveat. If you earn tips, if you're working a job where you can earn tips, the minimum wage for you is five And that's where they get you. I saw one more thing, and then we can drop this. On September 30th, the Florida minimum wage increases to 10 bucks, And then every year after that, it's, it's every subsequent year, it'll increase by $1 up until 2026. So next year, it goes to 11 bucks. The year after that, 12 bucks. The year after that, 13 Up until 2026, where it'll be 15 bucks an hour. It's about time. We'll see. We'll see how how inflation plays a part in that, or how the the or how the businesses are gonna you know lobby to nix that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what they yep. say is gonna happen. Let's see if it really happens. Exactly. Yeah. All right, bro. Well, let's let's get um switch gears and slide into this documentary that we kind of teased last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I um I'm happy to report, Cynic, that I did my homework and I watched it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> And it was a it was an interesting documentary, a sobering documentary, and one that I'm excited to talk about today. Yeah. So you were mentioning a few minutes ago uh, the whole Instagram topic and social media in general, and we've had episodes on social media, and even when the episode was not about social media, sometimes we talked about it because, you know, I find it disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, I mentioned on the show this documentary that I saw, yeah, and this is the mm-hmm. one that you, you watched, uh, which I'm glad you did. It's called Fact versus Fake. Why don't we trust science anymore? Uh, I, I also saw another title, uh, Manufacturing Ignorance, I think is another title that you might see it go by. Mm-hmm. And um, you can find it on YouTube, and it's, I found it to be really cool. I mentioned it last week for that reason. So I'm really interested, I'm really curious to see what you have to say now that you've watched it. Yeah, it's a documentary that was actually created by. Did you know? Did you happen to notice who created it? Because I know you always like when I, when I mention German German ingenuity. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice who created it. No, no you mm-hmm. may not have because the logo is just on the top left and it just says DW. But it's a German uh, public broadcasting like television. Ah, cool. It cool, uh, cool. stands for Deutsche Welle. A German German wave. Anyway, oh, they okay. produced it. Um, I noticed a DW, but I didn't know it was German. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what I wanted to. I wanted to get your, your take on it. Maybe we can tell you can tell the people a little bit about what what it is about. Yeah, and then what your take <sighs> was on it. I don't know. For me, it was kind of split into two different parts. The first part was how the cigarette, big tobacco, and the cigarettes company were able to in a way discredit the claims of right. cigarettes giving you cancer. Right. How they did that and it was pretty genius the way they did it and we'll talk about it in more detail but it was that, right? That was the first part and that was more the ignorance part and then the second part was the truth and the dangers about plastic, right? And 
even how they kind of use some of those methods. So uh, at first, cigarettes were kind of promoted as a sexy, clean thing to do. Yeah. Like its first, very first posters, it would be a skinny girl in a bikini, you know, on the beach. And it was cool. And it wasn't ever, you know, a nasty thing or something that can potentially kill you. Right. And then people, I mean, they started doing tests. I remember, you know, There was a part of the documentary where they were starting to put tar from cigarettes on mice right. and realizing that the tar gave them cancer. Mm-hmm. And now the truth came out about how dangerous cigarettes can be to human beings. But it wasn't the narrative that the cigarettes company were pushing. <clears throat> so Big Tobacco, which is like the leader of all these big, you know, cigarette companies, got together in, in, a, in a room in New York, you know, and they had a conference and they were like, how can we... How can we flip this? Basically, you know, how yeah. can we make sure this doesn't kill our, our you know, our, our, uh, our business? And they actually hired people. They hire scientists. They hire psychologists to figure out a way where they can make sure that big, big tobacco went on. If people are saying cigarettes are the cause or main cause for cancer, they'll say, well, it's actually it can actually be if you're a bald man. It can actually be genetics. Mm-hmm. It can actually be if you, you drink you know too much soda. So they threw so much other variables out there that it kind of fogged everything up. Yeah. So now cancer just became another thing that cigarettes can potentially give you, but it also can be the cause of other things as well and not necessarily that. And that's basically how they were able to survive that. It was strategized in a way where it fed off of people's ignorance. Yeah, that's why I really like that, that second title, Manufacturing Ignorance. And that's why mm-hmm. I wanted to connect it with social media, which we're going to do a little bit later, because I really feel like so much of the confusion, so much of the fighting between people, you know, it was really bad with when Trump was in office. Right. We know that, you know, families fighting in turn, like against each other, friends and all that stuff. I still have people I don't talk to because of that. Those four. Yeah, years. because of all the information that was out there and everyone believed that what they were seeing, hearing, reading, whatever, uh, was the truth. And that the other side of whatever, the people who were not, who were believing something else were wrong. And the, what I really like about that documentary is that they show you that, I mean, maybe you can argue it, but let's just say for the sake of this conversation, this, that's pretty much what kicked off this kind of confusion this manufacturing of ignorance right they didn't it's not like they went out and and put silly obviously fake information they hired scientists to really do experiments you know and they then and they cherry picked the the experiments that created doubt and they put those out into the public and that's all they needed to do they wanted to create enough doubt mix up the truth the facts with potential truths enough for people to say well there's evidence for that but there's also evidence for that and i don't know which one it is so yeah uh you know what what can i do i'm gonna keep smoking i mean it can be anything kind of shit you know and that is what social media has perfected perfected right because everything we see now and and the algorithms because it's not just it's not like we're just choosing some obviously we choose to go to some websites or to look for certain information but with the algorithms it's fed to you you don't even have to go look for it It, the the all the confusing and stuff it's all fed to you so yeah sorry to go on a tangent but that's something that i thought really we had to to make really really obvious you're absolutely right man and they actually had a a chart kind of like a video um of how we share information 
Yes. How you tie that in to the actual, you know, election and everything that just happened with Trump. Mm-hmm. That was the perfect recipe yeah. to just set things on fire, man. And not just Trump, just what was happening in, in the world at that time with the rioting and uh, this George Floyd guy and, and all that stuff. We we touched on it last episode. If we don't have the internet, not only does that George Floyd thing not, not spoken about, um, but a lot of the Trump shit, believe it or not, man. If, if we had a world without internet and I can just give my opinion to the people around me, mm-hmm. that buzz that we felt where at, around that time, it was just like the energy was up, like everybody was on their toes. Like it was just a, a weird time. You know, all those things, all that, all that energy, all that negative energy that was happening at that time isn't nowhere close to where it was if we don't have social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because now that we live in a day and age that I can give my opinion, not only to my close friends, but to 600 people that follow me, some people that know me and don't know me, and we have the ability to share information. If I have an ignorant comment and I have something that's not well thought out and I have, remember, we said that show me your friends, you show you who you are, right? A lot of the times we hang around people that think like us, mm. right? That's why Republicans hang with Republicans, Dems hang with Dems, and then you have people that love everybody like me, <laughs> but I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be, but you have something like that where now I just have people like me that think like me. So if I say something stupid, I'm going to share it to my other friends and they're going to go ahead and this is, this is amazing. Yeah. And now there's all this fucking hype that's created because of social media and they're all breeding from ignorance. Which, And when we say ignorance, is the lack of, of true information, the lack of looking into something and, and doing your research on it and studying up on it. And whether it be a couple Google searches, that's better than what some people do. Some people will see something online, not know if it's true or not. Boom, they share it. That's the most dangerous thing. Yeah, That's the most dangerous thing that can occur because now somebody else who who may look up to you is not going to second guess whether or not that's right. Mm -hmm. Boom, they're going to share it now too. And now they share with their friends. It's kind of like an STD. All right? Everybody shares it with everybody. That's 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 the worst thing that could fucking happen. And that's what the day and age that we live and in. And that is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's sobering. It's concerning. It's so many things. And this monster that the internet is, is not, it's the, the genie's out of the bottle, right? So it's not like it's going to somehow get better, at least not anytime soon. Yeah, it's going to get worse, if anything. The... Tech companies are, at so far, unregulated. This is a conversation they're having now in, in, in the U.S. government. And I don't know, other governments probably as well. I know that in Europe, the tech companies, they get more pushback. But, I mean, they still have their hands in everything as well. Like we have all the same stuff you guys have over there, but there's more pushback. They have to follow more rules, you know what I mean? But overall, they've been unregulated. So all of these ideas that these people have these marketing people and product people these ideas that they have and they just say let's do this and let's test this and see how many people how many eyeballs we can get on it or how many clicks we can get on it that shit is all experimentation that they've been doing and it's been unchecked and it's worked and no one is saying it's causing harm i mean they're saying it now but tech has been really booming since what i don't know early 2000s right so Mm -hmm. it's now 2021 and that all those 20 years, they've been just experimenting on us like sheep like lab and, and finding all kinds of ways to manipulate us so we can click and share. And even though we all know that there's positive things that could come from it. Yeah. But the negative things that come out of it are so dangerous. People have died. For sure. Because of unregulated shit. And I've, I've talked about it on the podcast before. But if, if I'm playing with you online 
and I don't like you, and it gets serious, and it's like, man, f- you know, forget this kid. Uh-huh. Rather than say, fuck this kid. <laughs> I'll go ahead, and I'll, if, I'll find out you, where you live, and I'll call the cops, and I say, I'm at this address. I just, you know, I just killed everybody, and I'm about to kill myself if you don't get here. Oh. So once you say that oh, you've shit. killed people, and you're about to kill yourself, SWAT pulls up. They'll, they'll either hear people on the, like, on the bullhorn to come out, and somebody came out before and, and kind of put his hands up. They thought he was reaching for something, and they shot him on his freaking porch. And it was because somebody did that to him. Wow. You know, like, and this is all the cause of tech and unregulation, right? It's, it's we're, we're, we're able to do whatever we want to do. And because I have this beef with this kid on Call of Duty, I'm going to call SWAT to his house and hope that something happens to him. Not, it's not always the case that, that, that they get shot, but it's happened more times than That's once. That's crazy. And people have died from that unregulated tech. That's yeah, that's there you go. So before we get to the other part of the documentary, I wanted to tie off the first part because I'm not sure how many people are aware of how big that situation was with Big Tobacco. You would have had to probably been growing up in the 80s to have heard of it. You know, it was a really big deal, like because the only reason they got caught was because of a whistleblower. And you and they talk about that in the documentary and the whistleblower basically shared some documents with some journalist or some professor from a university, I think it was. And that kind of opened the floodgates. And when it made its way to like the government, to Congress or whatever, then they subpoenaed these guys. And then that's when they said, we want to see all the documents. And they made them turn over all the documents. And that's when they saw how these guys were manipulating data, how they were cherry picking lab reports, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it was a really big deal. It was a really big deal. And before that, you can go on to YouTube now and actually, you know, find something worthwhile, like put in uh, cigarette advertisements uh, in, in the U.S. in the 50s. Yeah. And you'll see people smoke a cigarettes like a, it's like a true, like a on the, on the beach. like a bubblegum commercial yeah. for cigarettes. <laughs> And that all really changed after after all that came out. Remember the when we were younger, the uh, gums that came in cigarettes. Shit. I remember you reminded me about that. Yeah, 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 I do. I used to like those. That's let me. Yeah, they were fucking great. <laughs> Talk about planting a seed, right? Yeah. These people didn't stop at any lengths, man. They were trying to program you as a child to having those sticks in your hand. You know. Yeah. So the other things they talked about in that documentary. Plastico. Plastic. Yeah. Oh, man. We're going to talk about that. They talked about the 5G situation. There's so much ridiculous mm-hmm. stuff out there about 5G. So they talked quite a, about quite a few things that a lot of us, let's say, take for granted in terms of what we think we know. Yeah. Uh, what did they say about plastics? Like, I always knew plastic was funny. I don't know. I just, I always had a weird feeling about plastic. Yeah. Maybe it was because I know that it holds bacteria more. So it's come to, to light that plastic actually... There's, there's many things with plastic like BPA, but they also talk about plastic releasing synthetic estrogen. Yes. So they're using sex hormones to make plastic. Basically. Thank you for refreshing my memory. Yeah. It's gone to a point that it's in our it's in our body. There's actually somebody on there that says BPA is safe. Mm-hmm. Like there's commercials out there mm-hmm. with this guy in a white lab coat telling you that BPA is safe. Yeah. Let's talk about what BPA is. Yeah. Chemical compound that's released in plastic. And it's been shown that exposure to BPA can be a concern for possible health effects on, onto the brain, prostate gland, fetuses, infants, and children. It can also affect children's behavior. Additional research suggests a possible link between BPA and increased blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. So that's what BPA does to you. Mm-hmm. 
and this is a chemical that's found in some plastic. You can find some plastic now that say BPA-free, which you would hope that that's the mm-hmm. truth because these guys are, are freaking animals. But it's come to light that now BPA is in a lot of plastic and, and it's it's affecting our makeup. It's affecting our health, right? So they go and they use the same ignorant card and they say, well, BPA is, is safe. Plastic isn't the cause of it. Plastic isn't the cause of that. And and now with their latest find that, that there's uh, traces of estrogen, you can only imagine how that in the long run, it's going to affect us. I'm glad that you um, elaborated on it. Because at first, I was, for some reason, thinking back to the conversation we had last week about plastics in terms of recycling. Because mm-hmm. I, I watched the documentary only the one time, like I told you. But yeah, th- exactly, this was another really surprising part of the documentary because it was found totally by accident. And if you watch the documentary, you'll see how they found it. It's really interesting. And then they also show you how these scientists who found it even though even after they put out the information, how the industry basically just shot back with the same tactics like the tobacco industry did. And it was so successful that everyone was pretty much ignoring the scientists who were saying, yo, uh, you're poisoning people with this shit. Eventually you hear about how they handled it. But for me, it was when I saw BPA free, I have to admit, because I didn't know about the story. I didn't know what the hell it was. I just figured, well, okay, there's something that was bad. Then now they decided not to put in the plastics. Good, whatever, you know. But when you think about the fact that, at least in the States, yeah, BPA has been found in plastic since the 50s. The 50s, right? And so for that long, that stuff has been in baby bottles. Yeah, that's all the stuff that you mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say there's a connection, but I think you mentioned this before, where how is it that the cancer rate you know, in, in, in society, it's just like shooting through the roof. It's been shooting through the roof, but it's been going always mm-hmm. higher, 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 higher. I don't think it's a big leap to think that some of the things that we are using, ingesting, consuming, are just plain poisoning us and either and we don't know it because not no one has done the test on it, right? They talk about that in the documentary too. They said Today, it's worse undone than ever. Undone science. Yeah, undone science. Because science is basically a l- majorly based by funding. And the only things that get funded these days are the things that are hot, that are in. Yeah, They make money. Yeah, AI, nanotech, right? But checking plastics for potential carcinogenic uh, things, uh, you know, um, ingredients, ain't so sexy. So no one does the science because they don't get the funding. And so who knows how much stuff is contributing to the explosion in cancers and whatever other disease as well. And those big companies are making sure that that science doesn't get done as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they have they have the money to make sure that things get stayed stayed, you know, on the shelf and they they don't they don't see it coming to fruition because it could potentially hurt their business. Yeah. I've already spoken in the past about the FDA and how I feel like the FDA is a joke. <laughs> and it, it's just <laughs> It's where it gives me the impression that we're expendable. Yeah. That we're expendable and there's nothing that's going to stop somebody from lining their pockets. I was like, man, do you think the scientists that did the research and found out about the BPA, did you do you think they allowed their family to use plastic like knowing the truth behind it? And if the answer to that is no, then why is anybody else allowed to use it? I think they even talk about that. And maybe not ex- that directly uh, such a direct example, but I think they do touch on on this situation where you have scientists who know or politicians who know Mm -hmm. 
But um, at the end of the day, the money or the prestige, the power, whatever the cases may be, right, wins out. To be a whistleblower or to be the one who wants to rain on everyone's parade, money parade, isn't going to, you know, it's it's not sexy, right? It's not you know, it's not cool. If you're lucky, you'll be seen as a hero, but most likely you'll be dragged through the dirt first. Yeah, but money's what drives all this. Money is is the reason that people are afraid to come forward. Yeah, yeah, losing your job. Whatever. Yeah, money's the reason that people don't come forward, and so that's why when when you do have a whistleblower, not only is it not sexy, but you don't want to, with the exception that you're already financially well off. You don't want to hurt your ability to provide for yourself. No. Which is not not what should be driving us. I don't think that what should be driving us should be our personal gain. No, you're right. Because that type of thinking is what has us in the situation to begin yeah, with. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because if we were thinking about others versus just ourselves, then we wouldn't look the other way. Or those even those companies wouldn't look the other way. Because it's so cheap to make, because it's such in high demand, that means that there's there's a lot of money to be made there. And them making money is more important than us being truthful about what's going on. Because as a company, you already know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Plastic could be made anywhere, but the truth is already out there. So if we're still doing it, knowing the truth, then we're making the decision to choose the dollar over the health of people. For sure. It's a very singular uh, mindset. I mean, that's the U.S. at least in a nutshell. I mean, it's, yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. The U.S. is just the extreme, you know, it's it's an extreme example. But it is everywhere. Corruption is everywhere. Yeah, I guess we don't need to rehash that. Everyone knows it. We talk about it yeah. often enough. But, you know, all of this confusion that, that's caused by by this manufacturing of ignorance is... It's tied in, it ties into so many things. Like, the, the examples that we gave are just two that directly affect people's health tobacco and this stuff you know from the plastics but if if you stop to think about why for example why is it that people are so frustrated with the government in the u.s so much so that they will vote some you know completely out of bounds character because they're so frustrated and then they'll they'll swing back and vote the opposite character in like Obama, meaning the, uh, the the left side, you know, it's these huge swings because people are not seeing anything happen, right? They, they the, the people that they vote in go into power and they go in with a lot of promises like they always have, but they get mm-hmm. even less done today than they used to mm-hmm. because when they get into power, the one party just blocks the other party from doing anything. I think we even talked about that before too on one some episode. And at least part of that is also due to this mass infusion of of false facts, yeah, that exists all around us, thanks to technology. And to mm-hmm. make it worse, you have people directly pushing that stuff in government in the form of lobbies, right? Mm-hmm. The tech yep. has a huge lobby, gun rights people have huge lobbies, and they're in there pumping these congress people or senators or whatever with their version of facts with their version of events and then they just they drink the kool-aid and then they go and then they block the other party and then they block the other nothing happens 
Nothing happens. You know what that's called, Cynic? That's called agnotology. And agnotology is the study of culturally induced ignorance or doubt. The publication of inaccurate or misleading scientific data. It was coined in 1995 by Robert N. Proctor, a Stanford University professor. Yeah. It's actually a thing, bro. Agnotology. It's fairly new, isn't it? Agnotology. Yeah. Well, 1995 was was when it was coined. Okay. Yeah. So that's new. I mean, compared to the others. It's something that I think has... has took in a larger leap in kind of the day and age that, we, that we've been talking about from the 80s for sure to the 2000s with big tech and where we are now. So I have a question for you then. Talk to me. What's the answer? <laughs> and I, I, I ask that, you know, not expecting you to have an actual answer, but what could be an answer? You'd be surprised. <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask. But I mean... Thought you'd never ask. Like how... Can someone who's listening to this or who watches the documentary or in best case, both, how can someone like that decide what they should believe? Because it ain't easy. It's not if it were easy, like, you know, we could flip a switch and and deal with it. But when you really are getting information that you think is legit or even you might you think may be legit, you know, how should you live your life with all this information coming at you? How do you? Where do what do we do with that? It's two words. It's two words. It's simple. <laughs> it's simple, cynic. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hold on, hold on. Let me count it down. Three. <laughs> two. One. Question everything. That's not pretty good, actually. I thought you were going to be saying some bullshit. Question you gotta question everything. You always have to be on the defense because you know that you can't put your trust in these other people you can't put your trust in the government you can't put your trust in these companies because the only thing they're worried about is their pockets and making money and if they have a cheap way of making a product even if it kills you they're going to keep making that and if they're making money then that means they can more than likely have the ability to either keep you quiet or make you disappear bro concrete boots i'm sure it's happened Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's happened. So we have to be on the defensive. Doesn't mean we have to be a nut about things, but I think we need to be a lot more on guard. I think the trust, the blind trust that we've put in these companies, we should, we can't have that anymore because we know that we're just lab rats to them and we're dollar signs to them. And if my well-being isn't at the forefront of your mind when you're creating this product, but what's driving you is your ability to make money but it's not my well-being then that means i have to look out for myself so i have to question everything i have to look at everything i have to inspect everything and i think if we do that we put ourselves in better position i think that's a really good answer i do think that that's a really good answer the only thing is that i then wonder okay let's put this into practice and i wonder realistically and i'll I'll put myself in the example yeah because i don't want to speak for anyone else but what does it really mean to question everything? You know, you live your life. Everyone knows yeah, how it is. You got all your problems and things you got to deal with and life, you know, mm-hmm. to question everything. If you take that to its, to the, you know, to a logical conclusion, I mean, you would probably be paralyzed at some point. Right. Because you just because you're not going <laughs> to you're going to be literally like. Should I really eat that burger? What did that chef put in that burger? I, I get you. I, I I guess for me, it's more of a, a sense where, where is this meat coming from? Okay, so uh, no, let's take that. Like, is it the detergent I'm using? Are they using things 
because that's something that's on my on my skin all the time, right? Like, are they using things in that detergent that have an adverse effect on me? You know, I, I think more on a more general versus is the leather chair I'm sitting on synthetically made. You know, I don't I don't want, I don't want to go to that extent, but things that you're directly coming into contact with food, clothes, uh, water that you're drinking. Let's use that as an example. I don't want I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I really think that there might no, be people who are like, yeah, OK, great. But now what? So let's use one of those examples. I like that you bring it up. So let's say detergent. Right. Yeah. Let's say you want to find out. What's the scoop? Like, what is really in your detergent and what is it that, you know, how it's made or what effects does it have on the body? What would you do? Mm-hmm. I would get on the good old internet machine and do some research because the information is out there. Yeah, you might end up on, on their website, which we know is going to be full of marketing garbage, right? But let's say you end up on their website and you somehow sift through their garbage because they're going to tell you what you want to hear. But that's my thing, though. Like, if I'm looking to see if detergent is safe, I'm not going to go on Tide.com. Because Tide is going to tell me, of course it's okay, safe. Okay, so fuck Tide. So where do we go then? I mean... I'm going to go on the good old Google machine and type <laughs> in. Is, I'll type it in right now. Let's do this live. Let's type it up. Is Tide safe for the skin? I would be surprised while you do that, re- while you do that search. I would be surprised if you don't find, yes, it is safe for the skin. And right below that, no, it isn't safe for the skin. <laughs> That's the fucking problem. I know, but it, who's, who's saying it's safe though? Like what's the source? If Tide is saying it, I know that I can't really, I can't really rock, rock, rock with that. Let me see. But we know from that documentary that it could be a laboratory saying it. Right? We know that from the cigarette thing. It could be a laboratory saying it with a nice letterhead and a stamp or a seal or whatever. And it could still be bullshit. And that's the whole problem. That's the crux of this issue. I mean, I never want to search something and find one thing on it and go on that. I want to search for it in different places and see if that information is recurring. Yeah. Because I feel like if it's a recurring thing that's being said in different places, then I can anchor myself to that. You know, because because of what you said, like it, it can be just more of that smoke and mirrors. You know, be it could be put out there by this bogus entity, and now you're going and putting all of your your chips into this basket, and the shit is is false. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I think I found something here, my man. I'm going to send you this link, Rooney. Do that. I think that's a good approach for sure, cross-referencing. I think that's absolutely a good approach. Uh, it reminded me, though, of the vaccine question because uh, we obviously as a family have, have looked into that and did research on that and found everything under the sun about vaccines. Good, bad, so-so, it's all out there. And in that situation, it's really hard to know. Okay, so I got the article, Tide Laundry Detergent is Toxic. Okay, we've got a winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but this is because... They were, they were right, eating it, right? <laughs> they were, it, was a, it was a challenge. <laughs> that was a Tide challenge, I remember that. <laughs> they were fucking chewing on it. They're like, dude, this shit's going to kill you. Because nobody's really ingesting Tide. So of in course. fairness, this wouldn't really be answering the question, yeah. you know? It's more of like, does Tide have an adverse effect on your skin after a prolonged use or something like that? The first link I found, it says Tide, Gain, and Other Toxic Laundry Detergent. Detergents. There you go. But let me tell you where this is from. Naturewarriors.com. There you go. These are people who probably (laughs) wash their clothes in urine. There you go. (laughs) Straight hippies. Or it's a company that has like or, or organic, like an organic yeah. detergent line, right? That wants to fucking 
knock down the big guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, but this is a good. This is good that we did this because the source of the information is important, and you have to ultimately be the judge of that. Because sometimes it's not always going to be source that you know. Mm-hmm. But that's why cross referencing, trying to see if you can find that same information in other places. I think, in my opinion, is the best way to we go. We actually had a discussion about that over the chat in the last week, yeah? you and I, about, a, about source. And, and yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at this one, right? And it's Nature Did Warriors. You drop it for me? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll drop it in the chat. It's called naturewarriors.com. Fine. We can say, all right, maybe, maybe they're legit. And in the first paragraph, it says, few people concern themselves with the safety of laundry detergent, since many think that, quote, it's going into the washing machine, not into my body. Right. Then they say, however, recent scientific studies, there it is here. Recent scientific studies are exposing (laughs) that many laundry detergents contain toxic chemicals and even carcinogens. According to the New York Times, a petrochemical solvent known as 1,4 dioxane, which is also found in paints and varnishes, is found in Tide laundry detergent. So we were just talking a little bit ago, right, about the things that we consume, the things that we right. This could be. Mm-hmm. And you know how many people in the world use these things to wash their clothes. Come on now. Something that's right under our nose, man, that we never even thought of. Come on, man. So they list all the ingredients. That's why I use gain. <laughs> yeah, because, really because gain is all natural. <laughs> gain is in that picture, dude. It's one of those freaking, look at it, it's in the back. Oh, yeah, back there right. it is. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah, you see the one right in front? The one right in the front? Yeah. We use that here. Oh, the person? Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a German brand. But anyway, I have to admit, I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, shit. This, this could know. be legit. But you didn't know. This shit is, it, it, it is. But hold on. We said look at the source, right? So they have nice pictures. They list all the ingredients. Thank you for doing that. I mean, anyone could have done that, but they list it nice and clean and with bullets, you know? Mm-hmm. This is a website that's made on WordPress.com. <laughs> so WordPress, I'm not knocking it, but WordPress is basically a what you can go there and you can start your own blog. That's what WordPress is. So this is someone created their own, let's say, blog on WordPress. Mm. They bought a domain called Nature Warriors. They probably feel pretty strongly about natural stuff. And they posted this article. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is we don't know how much of this is real evidence, how much of this is biased. We don't know where the information really came from. We don't know if this is someone who's really experienced with research or someone who does copy-paste from probably other websites that are hippy-dippy. I don't know. Yeah. And that's is the problem that I'm seeing here. It's like, <laughs> like you said, we would have to cross-reference. You have to. So I, I think I found Nature Warriors online, and if it's the same account, they only have 174 people following <laughs> No, but it could be a totally different account, so I don't know. (laughs) But I just tried. I was like, who is Nature Warriors, you know? (laughs) Some fucking Facebook page came up. Yeah, I mean, it might be the same people. I don't know. But it's a a mess, man. That's why I said, you know, you you laughed a little when I said it, but it's going to get worse before it gets better, man. Until we rein this in, and a lot of us were going to die and keep dying of things from, from all these chemicals and carcinogens that are in these things that we're consuming. Uh, until one day and maybe in 50 or 100 years you know we'll be that example that they'll look back at and be like wow those guys were swimming in shit and they had no idea no you're absolutely right man but i i I would say that i feel like 
we're we're about to hit like the turn like we're about to hit the curve you know what i mean i feel like things things could could start changing but when we say that is that 20 30 40 years mm. but i feel like the fact that it's being spoken about that momentum is only going to grow as well you know just like the whole marijuana thing you know where at first it was taboo and if we look at marijuana the reason marijuana was deemed illegal in the united states is because it you you know you could grow it in your backyard meaning that the government couldn't tax you on it and if the government is not making money off of you then they don't want you to 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 be able to just grow marijuana in your backyard Mm. if you want to buy if you want to drink you have to go to a store to buy it unless you're dealing with moonshine right that's taxed if you want cigarettes you have to go to the store and buy it because you're not rolling your own cigarettes that's taxed these things kill more people than marijuana every year Mm -hmm. but because the government is making money off of it they allow it so the reason that that marijuana was stigmatized so long as this devil drug was because you can grow it in your backyard. Yeah. You don't need them for it. And because it gave you some relief, well, you know what? We're going to go after We go back to Ronald Reagan and his whole you know thing on, on the war on drugs here. And mm-hmm. But look where we are today, where people have seen the truth, right? We, we, we talked about it earlier, all this shit being thrown out, clouding the judgment. Eventually... We're, we're able to see that marijuana, if anything in excess is bad for you, right? Anything unchecked and unmonitored is bad for you. doesn't matter what it is. But marijuana does have healing qualities. And if you don't abuse it, it, it is medicine. Just like somebody drinks a glass of wine at night, some people smoke a joint or they hit a bowl. Mm-hmm. We weren't here, though, 20 years ago. We were still in a, in, a, in a space where it's the devil's lettuce. For sure. And I bring that up because I think eventually... The momentum builds on anything, and marijuana being one of those things. So yeah. hopefully, the momentum builds on this, and and uh, the light, and and being woke, right, and questioning things, and and holding people accountable, holding companies accountable. Maybe that that grows as well. I'm hoping at least. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I hope so too. I hope so too. Unfortunately, we we as human beings don't live long enough to see a lot of the change. But it's funny with the marijuana thing because coincidentally. Wink, wink, coincidentally. Now that it's becoming more allowed and accepted, it's also when government is getting involved in taxing it. Of course. Like you said. Of course. Like you said. It's not like they just said, all right, it's all good, guys. Grow your stuff. Have fun. Do your thing. Nah. Nah. They're keeping really really good control over it. You could, you, all right, look, you could do it now. All right, all right, it's medicine. We get it. (laughs) But I want my cut. All right, it's medicine. I get it, but I want my cut. <laughs> yeah, you know they're taking they're taking misdemeanors off people's records. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. In in Florida. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, if you have a marijuana slap on the wrist, you can apply to get that removed. Now, Florida's in danger of becoming progressive. <laughs> oh no! All right, man. I think it's time for the quotes, Keyson. Yeah, man. Let's this do was it. A good one. Let's do it. I, I like this. I like this one. We talked about a couple different things. But the quote today is short and sweet. Okay. Be on guard. That's what she the said. The silent killer's gold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> For everybody's sake, I hope not. So the quote is, be on guard. The silent killer's goal is to kill. End quote. That is by Marie Violence Materialist. Yep. Marie Violent. All right. <laughs> Marie Violene Mertilius. Violence. Like, damn. She's savage. <laughs> so, once again, be on guard. The silent killer's goal is to kill. The silent killer, being ignorance, the 
silent killer being BPA. I like that. Hey, man. Stay I like vigilant. That. I like that. Guys out there. Motherfuckers out there. Nice one. Nice quote. All right, man. We've reached the end. This is episode two, season four. No stone unturned, baby. That's it. You've been joining Frank and Cynic. Thank you for... On another adventure. Sitting in with us. <laughs> hey, by and the way... spending your Friday with us. By the way, I don't have a new sign-off. I thought I did, but it fell through. <laughs> it fell through, man. What is I it? I thought about Tell it again. Me. I was like, nah. It's just like... What, what did you want to say? What, what? I was going to say, Max Gut. And why don't you want to say it? Because there was some debate in my household about whether that applies for a podcast or not. What does Max Gut mean? Max Gut is Max like... Gut. The, it's like saying, um, I mean, literally, it won't make sense in English. It's saying do it well or do it good, but it's more of a. It's like what you would say when you're, um, you know, as like a bye. There's no equivalent in English, but you would say it kind of when when you're when you're departing from someone. You know, you'd say you could say max good choose. You know, you could say it's as a do it well peace. Yeah, do kind well. of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my wife was saying, yeah, it doesn't really. And then my son was saying, yeah, but if you say it this way, then it kind of could apply. But the, but the way you say it, it sounds almost the same. So it's machs gut and machs gut. Did you hear the difference there? Yeah, there's a mach. Mach. It's a T there at the end. And that changes it. That makes it more, that makes it plural to the, like an audience kind of, you know, not just you do it well but you guys kind of you know there's a video that i wanted to send you but i got busy with work and it's uh somebody saying a word in i think portuguese english and then german mm -hmm. and then it's like portuguese like sex so sex so sex and then german is i'm gonna play it for you hold on no, actually i'm gonna send it to you <laughs> the thing is, the words really are fucking crazy, but she's making it sound more crazy. You know what I mean? But it's, but no, but it's, come on. It's, she's doing a pretty good job. Nah, come on. Like, <laughs> a hospital is called Krankenhaus. Why? Yeah, Why? but she's like, Krankenhaus. <laughs> Fucking Frankenstein and shit. <laughs> All right, bro. I'm that no, Let's get out of here, bro. All right, homie. <laughs> Have a good Take one. Take care. You. Let's sign off. Hold on. We got to sign off. To <laughs> Peace, <Boston>. guys. Later. <laughs> <laughs> he was All right, bro. Peace. All right, guys. We're done. That's a rapper, Rudy. Take care of yourselves and each other. Oh, juice. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.
apparently the money that people have been earning not working yeah because they couldn't because corona because they got fired or whatever it's like as either just as much as they earned when they were working or it's enough to cover their expenses and so according to employers some of them they're saying this is the reason why they can't they can't hire people and it's affecting their ability to open up again and so i had this conversation with my wife and i told her you know I know that there are a lot of perspectives on this, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't feel, I can't help but feel like that argument that they're making is a totally perverse argument. Because what they're saying is you should stop giving people this help so that they're forced to come work for me so that I can pay them shit money. That's to me, that's the argument, and it's the wrong argument. If people are earning enough to live on unemployment, my friend, you need to pay them more. Because everyone knows you're not getting rich on unemployment. You want them to stop giving help so that they're forced to come accept your shit pay. And that that just left me like, yo, I can't even believe that this is being reported with a straight face. Or that the reporters are not challenging them. It's ridiculous.